Jason is an R&B hip-hop fusion artist from Chicago by way of Las Vegas, Nevada. For the last couple of years, he's been making a name for himself through collaborations, production, and online releases. I got a chance to speak with the young artist. We talked about his EP, For Me, his new single, No Trust, featuring Shubba, and how his family dynamics back home influenced his art. This is my conversation with Jason. Have you gone missing? I'm reminiscing. Talking to me like you didn't know. You're disrespectful. Where the love go? Tell me who she is. I went through your phone. You got a picture on Snapchat. I caps up cash and things have that. And then a flirty, dirty message from a girl back in Wicca. Now if you want, you can have that. I don't need such a street rat. You still taste the voice and time. You'll see my grass was much greener. Hey everyone, you are listening to Vocalo Radio. I'm Jesse Menendez. My in-studio guest is Chicago-based artist by way of Las Vegas, Nevada. Hip-hop slash R&B artist, Chasen. You're an artist who I recently got put up on through some collaborations, which is always interesting to find an artist through a collaboration and then hear their own work and find how differently they present themselves when they are doing solo stuff. But before we even get into the music, you come to us from Las Vegas. Tell me about life growing up in Las Vegas. If you were to take me on a tour of where you're from, what would you show me and who would I meet? I lived a very standard life in Vegas. It was pretty calm and relaxed. I was out there for about um, 11 years, roughly around fifth grade, sixth grade. Uh, my dad got a job offer to come out to Chicago. So then he moved us out here. And then things were a little rough. My parents went through a divorce um, when I was like 11 or 12. And that kind of really shaped who I was. And then so I, I was very like reclusive. I spent a lot of time reading. I loved doing musicals. I tried playing sports, but I wasn't too good at it. But during like that time, I fell in love with like writing, uh, playing. But then when I was 18, I went to a show and saw Childish Gambino, and it was amazing. And then that was cool though. Um, uh, Chance the Rapper opened up for him, and I realized like, wow, this guy's the same age as me, but like he's like light years ahead as a musician. And I'm like, wow. So I felt like I should really go to school for this craft if I want to like compete. So then I. Uh, moved all the way to Creston, Iowa, middle of nowhere. And I went to the School of Music Vocations. And I picked that school because McDonald's closed at 10 o'clock and Walmart closed at 9. And there's nothing to do. So the only thing you could do was like hone on your craft. And I think after doing that program and coming out here, it really helped because now I'm able to uh, compete and really like contribute to people's work. So you said something at the beginning of this conversation that's interesting to me and I'm wondering how it informs who you are as not just a person but also an artist. You said that your parents' divorce had a big impact on you. In what ways would you say that impacted you? Um, during the time it was like super super rough and so I wasn't very social so I'm like a little awkward from that experience because I realized like a lot of like growing up seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, that's when like you're supposed to be social and you go to sleepovers and you have like friends. And like that didn't happen too much for me. So I spent a lot of time reading. Um, and then I hope my goals like with my, my next project I'm gonna release, I really wanna like touch upon that. Cause you don't really hear like a lot of uh, talk about like divorce. And then a lot of kids are like lacking like that role model. Like how do I get through this? And so I kind of like shoved myself into my work and my music. So I hope other people will look at like my project as a way to like then be able to express themselves in that sense. Speaking generally, if you're going to wait for your next project to tackle that point in your life, what do you think For Me is about? Um, for Me is just a, a giant collection of all, like I really singles throughout the years, and I was just like, I'll just put them all together in a playlist. Um, it's kind of scattered. It's not really focused. 
Um, it's just a lot of experimentation, I would say. A lot of really cool songs, but there was, it, it's lacking honesty, personally. There's some like cool, catchy stuff. I like to write about relationships a lot just because um, that's also why I started songwriting. This girl in high school broke my heart. And my older brother told me, like, well, write about it. Get over it. Like, I'm sick of you, like, just sitting here doing nothing. So that's what, like, triggered the songwriting. And ever since then, I'm really good at writing about breakups, relationships. Um, so listening to this collection of songs, I'm wondering then, based on what you just told me, if Drake Wouldn't Treat Me Like This is the song that you wrote about this breakup, <laughs> where you're basically saying this person that you're in a relationship with is essentially pointing out all your flaws and pointing out why you don't deserve to be with her ending it all by saying, Drake wouldn't treat me like this. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> that phrase was said to me. And was, Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my I, God. I know. I mean, part of me, like, that relationship, I was a terrible boyfriend. So I've, I've lucked out now, and I've had a lot of great, like, women mentors, and, like, how to treat people is really, like, they've helped me, like, show me the way in that sense. But I was, I was a bad, like, boyfriend to her. So I did deserve it. How does she even know how Drake would treat her? Exactly, though. It's just just like, based on the sappy songs that he writes? The sappy songs he writes, you know? Drake's, you know, crying in the bathroom <laughs> at whatever time. Marvin's room. Like, Drake. Drake's just, like, in his feelings. And Drake is, man, somebody did something to Drake Someone did some something point. to Drake at one point. And, and he's, man, he, it's, it's, it's a curse. Yeah. It's a curse is what it is. So you have this relationship, and you said that this kind of showed you how to be a better boyfriend, if you will, that and your your women mentors. When you are putting something like that, you said that this collection kind of lacks honesty. That's a pretty honest moment, isn't it? Where you're essentially owning up to your flaws. That is that is true. But I also feel like people want me to be even more honest and open. Because like when you're talking about a relationship, that's something like everyone goes through. So they want to, they like my friends have told me they want to know more about like my personal story and like my backstory, like my superhero origin. I'd be like, what my next project is like what shaped me to be who i am today what is your superhero origin um you know just because so far based on what you told me you're gonna end up to be batman considering the whole parents thing you know i actually i'll try to be chicago's batman i feel like let me take on the responsibility of batman's so like concise he's very like he he plans everything to the t so if like if that be my nickname eventually, that'd be pretty awesome. Especially because he does he does what no one else wants to do, and I I like to hold um, my friends and my collectives that we make music with like to such a high standard. I want everything mixed properly. I want everything mastered properly. Um, if we're gonna release something, like let's try at least do a little bit of like a PR release with it. Um, don't just drop something to drop it. At least have a little bit of a purpose, and then try to like share our story with it to separate us from like everyone else that's just trying to drop some music. When you're thinking about music, and you said something that's interesting to me, and that you're very aware of what other folks are already creating out there, certainly in the city of Chicago, I don't think you can create music without having an understanding of what the area and what the region is now known for. What do you think your music is about? Not your vocal part, not the presentation where you're rapping and, and projecting words, but just the instrumentation, the sounds, the sonic landscape. What, what, is, what do these things say about Chasen? I think um, I draw experience a lot from like 90s R&B recently, a lot of like synthy type stuff, 
Um, just like like really likes to have a good time in that sense. Nothing too like trappy as of late. Um, I think that music uh, isn't for my story to tell. I really appreciate it. I think it's pretty awesome, especially with like how much of an influence Chief Keef has had. Like it's just crazy. Like he's really influenced like the next generation, and he doesn't get credit for it. No, but um, I don't think we'd have Little Pump. I don't think we'd have none of that would Dentacion, exist without Chief Keef. Yachty, all these cats. All those guys wouldn't exist without Chief Keef. But I'm definitely getting more inspired with like kind of gospel, but like not too gospely. Um, a little bit more of uh, poetry. I'm trying to bring in with my next project. But very like conversational jazz influence, synthy hybrid mix. I like pulling from EDM a lot. I do like pop music, but like Michael Jackson pop, Demi Lovato's new song, I Will Give Props. What you're talking about is really interesting in the spectrum of hip hop. At one point, it was very narrow, the scope of what hip hop was, what it could sound like, who the artists were, who could create this, and certainly what their backgrounds were. Based on everything that you're telling me, it sounds more like hip hop is becoming this broader genre that's capable of encompassing so much more than it used to. I think, hopefully, I think my generation, we're trying to be more accepting of new sounds and be more experimental. Jay-Z has this one line where it's like, if you like my old bitch, buy my old album. Like, if you want that experience, then, like, there's just so many greats that have already laid down awesome hip-hop music with the boom bap. Like, if you want that, then, like, check that out. But my generation, we're trying to add our own flavor to it. And I think that um, with us doing it, it'll inspire other people to also experiment because that's how we evolve as like musicians and artists. There was a time where it felt like only a certain amount of folks with a certain type of background could create this music. You had to check off a bunch of lists. Ever sold drugs? Yep, that was me. Did you grow up in the project? Yep. Did you grow up in a single family home? Yep. Did you have it hard? Did you spend time in juvenile detention? Yep, all me. And that was the background of a hip-hop artist. I wonder, and I'll, I'll rephrase this, do you think hip-hop now is become less about the cultural elements that once gave birth to it and more about the music? And we're like, you know, anybody can do it now. As long as you, you have your heart in it and you're passionate and you're willing to create something good, it's moved beyond only a certain amount of folks being able to create it. We're still, uh, I think we're still getting to that point. There's still like the critics and like the old heads that, that'll put anyone down that's not from that background. But for the most part, I think that we're getting more accepting of like, if you got the bars, um, if your music's on point, if you're on rhythm, if the key's good, there shouldn't be any reason like where we can't give you your props. Yeah. Yo, that's what she's saying. So let's move into this collaboration you have with this artist by the name of Shuba. You have a song called No Trust. Awesome. That is one of my favorite people. She's a very promising young artist. So I dropped For Me, or like I dropped a bunch of songs. And then um, two years ago, I was at the University of Chicago. I met this girl named Kari Wei, who was the music director of Voices in Your Head, which is this really like phenomenal acapella group there right now, like number two in the world. And she was interning with the Rapper Chicks who I was, I'm a student of uh, Angel Davenport. That's my girl. Uh, she taught That's me my how family. To, she taught me how to write yeah. and be a writer. And, and you feature her on some of the tracks on For Me. That is like, every time she's in Chicago now, like we link up and we grab brunch. But then, so I met her, like their intern slash Kari was doing her thesis on the rapper chicks and like misogyny in hip hop. 
So she's like, come support me. So I went, and then there's this girl in this in the group, and amazing soloist, like phenomenal. I've never seen a girl this good before. And then I was like, hello. And then I met her. And I'm like, do you want to produce? Can I produce for you? Can we hang out? And I, I realized I wanted to stop being an artist two years ago, and I really? wanted to focus on the production side of things. And then so we went, and we started hanging out in the practice rooms in Hyde Park at uh, Riva and Logan Center. Um, and we just started making music and released this one song called Eye to Eye. It was it was it did pretty well, like three thousand plays. And then from that she had an audition and then she booked Taste of Chicago and then she's just doing all these crazy awesome things. So I'm trying to help her finalize her project. Uh, we formed a collective together called Digital Cassette, kind of like a media based company where we're gonna make it music. We had some cool videos we've shot recently. And then so our goal is to have her project out by like March of next year. It's been it's I been like a great it. experience working with her. I've got a lot of cool opportunities from just Very hanging out cool. with her. Now you said something interesting. You said that a couple of years ago you felt like you wanted to stop being an artist. I wanted to I thought I wanted to focus on the production side of things and just like help people in that sense. But the cool thing with like working with Shiba is like every time she's had a performance, uh, we wrote No Trust real quick. It was such a natural experience for us. And then, like, she would always want me to perform No Trust with her. And then we wrote another song called Shelf, and she wanted me to perform that with her. So it's like I would, like, play keys for her, and then during her set, she'd be like, all right, we're going to do these two songs to chase her real quick. And it's, it's been – it was a blast. And that made me realize, like, I need to, like, keep doing the production side of things, but, like, really try to make myself into a Pharrell. Where, like, I want to have, like, a solid project where it's, like, cohesive – and not so scattered and honest. And at the same time, though, also help other artists with their sound and producing for them and then really helping them hone in on their writing ability. It's admirable, man. Well, continued success, my man. Thank you very much for speaking so candidly and making time for us. Oh, man, thank you for having me, Jesse. I really appreciate it. What you lying for? No, you gotta go. This can't be no more. What you lying for? What you lying for? No, you gotta go. This can't be no more. Don't think I don't know where you've been. Are you in? Are you in? Communication here is such a must. With all these days, please tell me where's the trust. 